What's going on, Ishes? Welcome back to the 28 Days of Self-Love. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic main-ish, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Today is day 21, and we are talking about how to stop your mind from spiraling. <laughs> One of the things that I do, or I should say honestly, and I'm so fucking excited to say this. One of the things that I used to do way too much was spiral. Now, I'm not saying that I don't still do it sometimes because I absolutely still spiral. <laughs> no big deal. But I do it so significantly less. I swear to God, spiraling and ruminating used to be like the entire way my brain operated. I only functioned in a spiraling state and it was exhausting and horrible, horrible for my self-esteem, my mental health. I had no space in my brain to focus on anything positive. All I did was ruminate on the things that were wrong and creating scenarios on how to make those wrongs right how I was going to handle future situations and creating arguments in my head with people and seeing how they would play out in my head and replaying situations in the past and trying to come up with reasons why those things happened and ways that I could have handled it differently and what that meant and what that meant for the future and what that meant for myself now shitting on myself for allowing those situations to happen. I mean, like the fucking list goes on and on and on and on and on. And when it was at my absolute worst, I swear to God, there wasn't one moment that I wasn't ruminating outside of me sleeping. But obviously we can't sleep our lives away and it's not the way to handle the rumination. You have to get control of what's happening. Otherwise you're going to drive yourself fucking nuts. And I think one of the biggest things to be mindful of when it comes to rumination and to spiraling thoughts is you cannot, you cannot think yourself out of thinking. You have to take action in order to take yourself out of thinking. Now, it is true that you can ruminate positive. If you can make your brain do the negative, you can absolutely turn it around and get yourself out of it and do the that's positive. But I don't want to ruminate, period. I don't want to spiral, period. I, I would like to live just in a state of ease. And also, like, who fucking spirals positive? Again, I'm not trying to spiral at all. I think a big thing that plays a factor in this is labeling yourself. When I first started hearing about mental health, like when it started to become a big topic, I was maybe high school, beginning of college, and I am not a person that has had mental health issues my entire life. I was always a very outgoing and extroverted person, wasn't afraid to ask questions or do things, but then as shit in life happened to me, that's how it ended up developing. So when mental health first became a topic, I remember being like, oh my God, like I was one of these ignorant fucking people that was like, oh my God, it's a trend. Like everybody just thinks that anxiety and depression is like the thing to have now. And like I can get nervous and I can get anxious, but I don't identify as having anxiety and labeling this issue. I don't want to, you know, do that to myself. I don't understand why people like to almost cry wolf and label themselves as this and blame their problems on this. 
And then I got anxious, had a hard time functioning throughout my life. Like I said, I would live my life in a spiral. So I knew at that point that it was a real thing, but I had a very hard time accepting it for a long time because I felt like such a hypocrite because I had always said that it was just a trend and that people were just using it as an excuse to not be able to do things. And it's not a fucking excuse. It's literally a mental illness. It's a mental health issue. And I'm so sick of it not being taken as seriously as a physical injury. When somebody is diagnosed with or not even diagnosed, if somebody just says to you, like, I'm really struggling with my mental health today, we brush it off like it's not a big deal. You can change your mindset. You can just do these couple things and you'll be great and you'll be fine and you'll get over it. Woo! And that's just like not how that shit fucking works. And people don't react to mental issues the same way that they do physical ones. Let me give you an example. This is kind of weird for me to share with you guys because I very much get this like protective feeling of my family, but I very much stand by the idea that if you don't want to be talked about in a shitty way, then you can't do shitty things. And my dad did a shitty thing. (laughs) My family was always very close growing up, but three years ago, my dad had an affair with my boss. (laughs) So that's another little cute piece to it. My mom didn't see it coming They were happy and laughing together up until the moment that my dad left and she was totally blindsided and people sympathized with her for a little while, but I would say no longer than three months did she get sympathy from anybody. After that, it was, you're better off without that asshole or just move on. You don't need that in your life. You have to find a way to move forward. You can't keep ruminating on these issues. You can't allow him to have that much power over your life. I mean, the list goes on. You guys have all heard those things. Even if you've just been through a breakup that people just think like, fuck the guy, get the hell over it. You're better than that. And like, if my dad died, that would have been a totally different experience. She would have been allowed to grieve and to get sympathy and for people to not tell her to just move on fuck that asshole for dying or even just like if something happened to her specifically if she had been diagnosed with cancer people would have reacted differently they would have talked differently about her now I don't know if anybody talks shit about her but you know what I know that people talk shit so I'm gonna say it's possible and fuck that like fuck you for talking any fucking way about somebody that is experiencing something traumatic and having mental health repercussions because of it. And you know what? You don't even have to experience something traumatic is the point that I'm trying to make here. The point that I'm trying to make is that you have to be as tender to a mental health situation as you do a physical health situation. And screw you if you think that it's literally anything different. I want to give you guys ways to stop spiraling so that you're not stuck in a ruminating state because you need to be able to help yourself mentally in the same exact way that you would physically. Now, 
if you broke your arm, you would go to the hospital. If something severe happens, you go to the hospital. But there a lot of the times are things that you can do to help yourself at home. So I want to give you guys some ways to do that. Okay, so some of my favorite ways to get this done is first recognizing and identifying why you are ruminating. Like, again, I've said this three days in a row now, but you have to verbalize in one way, shape or form. It can be in your head, but you have to cemently verbalize what it is you're thinking and don't get stuck in the thought spiral of thinking that you know what the answer is, but it's really just a jumble of thoughts in your head that kind of surround the issue at hand. Like when you're ruminating, you have those, like let's say you're ruminating because you're jealous about something and you have all of the jealousy feelings. And so inadvertently, subconsciously, you know that you feel jealous, but it's never actually like you never say to yourself, I feel jealous. So first of all, doing that, like saying that out loud or in your head and identifying what the feeling is you're having and then identifying what the problem is and then identifying something that you can do to try to get out of that mindset. So saying, I feel jealous because my boyfriend went out with his friends and drank and I wasn't invited. And now because that happened, you're thinking of all of the worst case scenarios that can happen and you're sitting on your couch and you're ruminating at home because you're upset that that happened and you didn't get to be there. And you're probably thinking of like cheating, of him getting into a car accident, of people maybe he's just talking to. Maybe you're just jealous because he's having fun and you're sitting at home. Like there's all of these different scenarios and that's what you're ruminating on, but you haven't said, I am jealous. Like that's what I'm feeling. And I am jealous because they did X. So identify and recognize what it is. Once you do that, you'll be able to feel honestly like a weight has been lifted off of you because it'll be a little bit easier to take action from there with a clear mind because you will be able to then hopefully communicate that to him in a clear-headed state compared to him coming home and you losing your fucking marbles and he's like what the hell why am I not allowed to go out with my friends and have fun I didn't do anything wrong and it's just you creating this issue inside of your head another specific example that I really really like when I'm ruminating is to sing I've said this on an episode before I think it was in my interview with Serena but I love to sing when I'm upset or ruminating or spiraling because if I sing there is no room in my brain for rumination I'm singing out loud there is no room for thoughts in my head so I put on a playlist like I have a playlist for this that I know all of the words to and I just sing my fucking heart out I have to do that because if I don't do it I will freak the fuck out and get so deep into my brain I don't even know where I am or what's going on and I'm nowhere even near the present my boyfriend would talk or my friends would talk and I heard nothing like that's the thing too is that like when I'm ruminating and spiraling I'm ruining relationships with other people because even if I'm physically there with them I am not hearing one fucking word that comes out of their mouth it's genuinely scary like the ability that I have to completely tune people out and only listen to my thoughts Another thing that you can do is just move. Like 
move in general. Like I'm not telling you to go work out or go do yoga. I'm saying like literally just like stand up and swing your arms or there's like this thing called the threshold effect. It's kind of the reason why you move into another room and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot what I was doing. Same idea, like that you literally just like cross a door threshold to change your setting, change your scenery, walk outside, go cook yourself something, go draw, go take a shower, like change, maybe not take a shower because thoughts get real bad in there, but (laughs) occupy your brain with something different for you to do in order to kind of create this distraction or mindlessness that you're you're not going to do, but then also continue to ruminate. Something else that I love is anchoring. Um, If you haven't heard of that, it comes in several forms. One of those forms is a mantra. I've talked to you guys about that before, like saying something in your head over and over again, like I am okay, I am okay, I am okay, or I am safe, I am safe. Or even honestly, just like saying stop, like out loud say stop 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 I do that sometimes like like I will be like freaking out about something or like I will be like anxious picking my face and then I literally have to like I and I in my head as I'm picking my face I'll be like I know I hate I gotta stop doing this I gotta stop doing this I gotta stop doing this but if I out loud I'm like stop 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 and it helps me stop same thing when I'm thinking those thoughts in my head a bad habit that I kind of created for myself with that I started saying anxiety when I was feeling anxious because what I was doing was trying to bring the identification of me feeling that way out into real life because I thought that if I brought it out into real life that I would sound how crazy it was but I didn't obviously want to speak the ridiculous thoughts out loud especially because I was with other people a lot of the time or if I was with other people even if I'm just in the house with my boyfriend but I created a habit of saying anxiety when I felt it so that it would wake my brain up and stop doing it and I do like it because it does make me stop but I don't like it because it is now a habit that I do constantly. Like I remember over the summer when I was serving, I would get overwhelmed because I was serving and I would out loud be like, anxiety, anxiety. And my, I remember my coworker being like, are you good? Are you good, bro? <laughs> but at the same time, honestly, looking back, like maybe it was like a little embarrassing at first, but honestly, like I didn't really care because it helped me feel better. And then that person knew that I was overwhelmed and struggling with that. And so when I would have issues, he would be like, what do you need? Are you good? You look stressed out. So it was nice almost to have the people in my life aware of it. Something that I did have to be mindful of is that when I would do it was around people that cared about me. Like when I would do it around my boyfriend, he would always ask me why. And I would have to be like, I had to set the boundary and say, you can't ask me why. Like, I'm sorry. I know that that's probably frustrating. I would 100% want to know why if you were sitting there saying that anxiety out loud, I would want to know what was making you feel anxious. But a lot of the time, it's just random shit that I don't want to bring out into real life. I don't want to have a conversation about it because if we have a conversation about it, then it becomes a real thing and not just bullshit that's happening in my brain. But having those mantras helps the anchoring. Something else that helps anchoring is your senses. My mom and I used to lay in bed and do this. Um, When we were feeling anxious, we would say, okay, what are five things that we can see? And then you name five things that you can see right there. Five things you can hear, five things you can smell, five things you can feel, five things you can taste. Maybe a taste you can't always do, but like feel like I feel my feet on the ground. Like right now I feel my feet on the ground. 
I feel the softness of my chair. I feel my clothes on my body. I can feel the vibration of my voice. And I can feel my glasses on my face. It is like something to bring you to the present moment and think about something else outside of what you're ruminating on. One of my absolute favorite things for spiraling and honestly, just like when you're having a bad day in general, I heard about this on a TED talk. You can create a emotional first aid kit, just like you would have a first aid kit if you got sick. You have one for your mental health as well. Something that you can do, for example, is like you go into your medicine cabinet to get ibuprofen when you have a headache. Write a gratitude list of like 20 things. Tape that inside of your medicine cabinet and you can go and you can look at it and read that when you start to feel bad. A couple good things to keep in your first aid kit. And I don't want, I want physical things because again, you can't think yourself out of thinking. But I don't want like those stupid lame things. Like don't put a fucking bath bomb in there. Like I guess if baths make you feel better. But like that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to actually get to the root and fix the issue so that you don't carry on ruminating into the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Because that's what I would do. And taking a bath like sure felt fine in that moment. But then I just sit in the fucking bath and ruminate. So we need actual helpful things here. So the things to keep in your kit, something to bring you awareness, maybe a tiny little pocket journal that you can keep track of the things that you are ruminating on. Because honestly, being able to go back and reflect on those things might be helpful as well, because maybe you're going to see a pattern if you keep actually religiously going back to your emotional mental health kit, like you actually utilize it. You'll be able to see the pattern if you write down just a simple couple words about what it is you're feeling the I am jealous or I am sad or I am lonely and seeing if there's a pattern there but that's actually not the point that I'm trying to make I just think that would be fucking interesting but having a space to identify solidify in real life in the physical I am feeling x the next thing in your kit is going to be redirection so maybe identifying the ways that you want to feel if you can so maybe that's what you write in your little booklet you write the way that you're feeling and then the way that you want to feel then you need a distraction this might be where that bath comes in but it's obviously not going to be what solves your issue because you're going to need a little bit more than that something that's super interesting with the, the distraction is because your rumination and your spiraling comes from the creative part of your brain, you have to shut off completely the creative part of your brain. Doing things that are more analytical might be better off as a distractor. And yes, a bath is relaxing for you. And yes, you might be more of a creative person that feels ease when they're drawing or creating. And if that genuinely helps you do it but if you're doing it and you're still having issues with rumination try something a little bit more analytical try a rubik's cube try a color by number if you want to like go the creative coloring route sudoku like you have to shut off the creative part of your brain because that's the part that's creating all of these scenarios and keeping something like that in your kit like put a fucking word search in there or a Mad Lib in there. Like maybe Mad Libs would be fun because they're funny. Something along those lines. You can put something in your kit that will boost your self-esteem. Maybe that's where the gratitude list comes from. Maybe on a good day when you're creating this kit, you write down all of the things that you love about yourself and you put that in there and you can read through that. Maybe you keep 
letters in there from friends or significant others that have made you feel really good. Pictures of you with people or pictures of yourself that you really like of yourself. Put a little photo album in there and you can put letters and pictures in the photo album. Something that's going to help boost your self-esteem, accomplishments that you've had, anything along those lines. Throw that in the box and use it as a reminder for what in your life has gone right and what you feel good about. Once you've made yourself feel a little bit better and a little bit more distracted and have come out of that spiral, you then can try to find meaning towards the original issue. So returning back to that little notebook that you wrote, what you felt and what you want to feel and trying to find the reason why. Why were you feeling that way? Approach it with more of a clear mind and figure out the reason for the spiral. Why in that, like, and I'm not looking for the deep-rooted childhood fucking issues inside of your problem. I'm looking just today, right in this moment, why today did that make you feel bad? If it makes you feel better to look for those deep-rooted issues, fucking do it. Or maybe it is a deep-rooted issue that you haven't identified yet and you want to identify it. It's on the tip of your tongue and just sitting here thinking about it might make sense to you and you might have an aha moment for several moments. But Don't put that pressure on yourself if you don't want to. Just try to figure out why right now you're feeling bad. Going back to the example that I used earlier, I feel that I don't like when my boyfriend goes out and drinks with his friends because when my last boyfriend did that, he would cheat on me. Or because my old friends used to leave me out and it gives me that feeling of being left out. Something like to identify why it is because then you can make yourself feel better in that sense. It's almost like parenting yourself, like saying to yourself, it's okay. What do you need right now? Do you want to get a snack? Like you're going to be all right. Let's try to figure out what it is that's making you so upset. Use your words. (laughs) Use your words to try to figure out the meaning behind the issue. And then you can reach this point of more acceptance once you've gotten to a clear-headed space and accepting the spiral as it is because there's a reason that you felt that way and you are valid in your feelings. You are valid in your feelings. You are not insane for feeling one way, shape, or form. Like just because you know that it's crazy to be mad at your boyfriend for being out with his friends and you don't want to say anything because you know that makes you sound like a fucking psycho. Who cares? It makes you feel bad and that's okay. You just got to figure out why. And as long as you're not acting like a fucking psycho, you're fine. You're actually going at it with a clear-headed perspective, trying to get to the root of the issue so that you can communicate in your relationship so that you guys don't continue to have those problems. You're approaching it in a positive way. You're not approaching it like a psychopath. So don't feel like your feelings are not valid. They're there. They're there. You got to do something about them. So let's do something about it. Accept the way that you feel and know that it's okay and utilize those feelings to your advantage to know more about yourself and in turn to love yourself more. Tomorrow is all about self-doubt. So tune in for that tonight at midnight. You can follow me at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast both on Instagram, and then you can follow me on TikTok at underscore Sarah Rittendale. Get your merch at wellishpodcast.com, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, Ishies.